0: I get up? oh yeah, oh yeah, can I get up, what's up enterprisers, welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we shape the mindset of the high achiever to think like an entrepreneur, we talk with masters of the craft to get the cheat codes to success, helping elite enterprisers level up and maximize their brand, I'm your host Elsie, the mayor, now let's get to it, well... Folks, this is a special episode. It's special for a number of reasons. I have with me Sherrod. He is the CEO of Sprecker Brewing Company and they brought me Sprecher Root Beer. <laughs> it's like my family would tell you I love, love, love Sprecker Root Beer. So I'm super excited just for that fact. Like I'm pretty, pretty easy to please. Like I'm not a complicated guy. Um, you know, you give me my root beer and a Bucks game and I'm in heaven. But Later for, for that talk on Enterprise Now, we like to get right to the, the point. But before we get into the goods, Sherrod, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfect. Thank you for your time because I imagine you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on and you stopped by the studio in the flesh to have a conversation with us. So thank you for that.
1: Well, you're very welcome. And thank you, LG.
0: I'm very excited to be here. The second thing I like to do is to Ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, I, I know you, you might have told this story before, but I'm personally curious to know how'd you get here to this moment, this, this day, this time?
1: You know, LG, just like all of us, we have a story and there's a, I don't know, a destiny or a path. I was born and raised in India. Uh and grew up to a military father. Uh, my father was a colonel in the Indian Army and paramilitary, and my mother was a school teacher. My mother was all about education and studying. You know, when I was growing up, they were like, you can either become an engineer or a doctor or a loser. I didn't want to be a loser, so I became an engineer. And then the best thing for an engineer or a doctor is to come to America. I mean, that's a dream, you know, for all of us all over the world and make it here. And I came here for graduate school to Milwaukee, of all places. I went to UWM and, uh, you know, the immigrant story started working at ABB and then GE and all these places, always been a corporate guy. And, uh, just my American dream came true last year when I got to buy Sprecher. That's kind of the short story.
0: I have so many questions. So you were in engineering electrical. Yes, sir. So we have that in common. Oh, you really? Yes. So short, short story. I was one of those kids in high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. In fact, I didn't think I was smart enough to go to college. I didn't think I could afford it. And I actually had a high, um, an Army recruiter. I was going to go to the Army because that's what that's nothing wrong with the Army, but that's what I thought my options were. I knew I didn't want to stay in my hometown. So anyway, I had enough credits to graduate early. You know, I was a smart kid. And I'm in study hall, you know, babysitting the, the kids, and they, they were behaving that day. And so I pick up an encyclopedia. And for you people who are younger than me who don't know what that is, it's a book with information in it. Like Google, but in a book. And I pick up E and I start reading through it. I get to electronics and I'm intrigued. Long story short, decided to go into electronics and was in electrical engineering for
1: several years. So that's cool that we had that have that in common. I can tell you that uh, I am an electrical engineer, I'm probably a recovering one. I've really ne- never been a good one, uh, but it gives you an analytical bent of mind, so which is good. Yeah. Well, and attention to detail, right? Mm-hmm. You have to sure.
0: understand things like teamwork, yes. things like supply chain, which is one of the things we talk about in, on Enterprise Now is how to think entrepreneurially. Right. right. So there's sales, there's marketing, there's operations, there's finance. And when you have that perspective, mm-hmm. as even if as a um, individual contributor or a leader
1: in an organization, that only benefits you, right? Yes, I had always worked for large corporations, General Electric, Samsung, Electrolux, ABB—great companies. You learn a lot. But when I came to an entrepreneurial small company like Sprecker, or relatively small, you realize it's all connected, and 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 we've got to make it all work together, especially. When we uh, bought the company last year, end of January and February, March, (laughs) COVID started and the world sort of came to a crashing halt. Our beer business, our our supply chain was disrupted, as you said, finding packages, bottles, cans. It it became a real challenge. The team came together, pulled through, and um, fortunately, we're growing and doing great. So thanks.
0: Now, I'm curious, how how do you go get from individual (laughs) contributor (laughs) to buying Sprecher. <laughs> like,
1: uh, how does that happen? You're right. I mean, everybody asked me that. And um, like you, you know, you were telling me your story earlier that how you became an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is, a. Um, uh, I think it's a kind of a person, a personality you want to be, you want to create something, you want to uh, bring people together and create a business opportunity and make something uh, out of nothing or something smaller, or bigger. And uh, it's a risk, uh, and hopefully it's rewarding. I'd always worked in a very safe environment, a general electric company, Samsung, all that, and done great, done well, grown through the ranks, worked hard, but um, always wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, that's sort of the American dream, you know, first coming to America, which was the first dream coming true, and then um, owning a business and running it and adding jobs and creating great things, and we've been able to do it. It was a hard journey. It was not easy. I've told the story before, but I'll give you a brief again. I was working at Samsung in New York, New Jersey, and going every Monday morning and coming back every Friday. And my wife, uh, Linda, who's from Milwaukee, and my son, Bridge, who goes to St. Robert's on the east side, said, we're not moving to New York, New Jersey. No way. So I'm like, I can't keep doing this forever. I did it for more than a year. And uh, I met Randy Sprecher at a social gathering who had started Sprecher Brewing. And I said, Randy, you know, uh, he was in his mid-70s, like, yeah, I'm ready to retire. So I said, if I try to put this deal together, will you sell me your brewery? He said, yeah, sure. So the following day, he calls me. And, um, you know, the night before, I'd probably drunk too much and I'd committed too much. (laughs) And he showed me the whole brewery. And I'm like, oh, wow, how great would it be? And I had no idea how I'd put the money together. I knew what I had and what I could bring to the table, but you know, you have to get banks and investors and and luckily it all came together. It, I thought it would take two months. I had no job for that time. I started doing this full time, paying my own for lawyers and accountants and all that. Seven months or more it took and finally we closed last year in January. It was great. High achievers tend to gloss over little things
0: like what gave you the the audacity <laughs> to think that you could just own a company? Like, that's not
1: normal. You do realize that, right? l <laughs> <laughs> g remember what you were saying right before the podcast, how you started? You were doing a full-time job, and then you were doing a part-time gig, and then you decided one day, hey, I'm going to quit my job, that salary, that security, you're, you have a mortgage, I had a mortgage. And uh, to do it with one son and the primary breadwinner, it was a big risk. I was really swinging for the fences. Uh, luckily, you know, there was this drive, there was this urge inside uh, that I can do it. We can do it. If I get the right people together, if i can and uh, can you know mortgage my house and put enough money in and leave my job and do it full time. And get the right uh, investors and bank. And I had to go to a lot of banks, and not everybody was interested because the company was doing okay. It was not really growing, you know. And the money they wanted was a lot more than what the EBITDA multiples, as they call it, uh, showed. So it was a high risk venture. But luckily, it's paying off, and we have uh, grown the company fifty percent year over year. We I'm so happy and proud for of our team. LZ, we would have almost doubled the company in the last two years. What Randy Sprecher did for th- in 35, wow. we've done it in almost two years. So that's quite phenomenal. Now, I know what you're going
0: to say. You're going to contribute the success to your team, which They're all great, great leaders will, will do. But why? Why are you guys seeing that type of growth?
1: You know, you mentioned the Bucks earlier. It's not one player. One A single player could be great. The Packers, whoever. You have to pick the right team. I mean, Tim here, who's our director of communication, came from Marquette. We have people from Coca-Cola and Bush, um, Miller Kraft, and local schools and universities and local uh, companies. If you put a good team together and have a vision and have a plan that I, we, Sprucker, can be this craft beverage icon of America, why not us? Why not us? You know, a small company from Glendale or Milwaukee, Wisconsin and once people start believing in it, you do magic, you do great things. They didn't think first they said, oh, COVID, you know, uh, and all this. As a matter of fact, an investor, not our, called me uh, and he said, oh, I felt so bad when you bought the brewery. You know, the beer business went down, the brewery tours, the tap room, on premise bars, restaurants were almost shut down. So we were hurting. And he said, oh, the poor guy he just bought it. He's going to go under. Uh, but who knew, right? We had soda and we had a drive and we had this, this um, you know, enthusiasm, which we, we drove hard and luckily we're doing fine. Now, some people call it the it
0: factor, right? It's this um, sometimes, admittedly, unhealthy belief in yourself uh, against all odds that you can do it. Where, where does that
1: come from? I think it's a little bit of... Um, crazy uh crazy a little bit of uh, <laughs> naivete a little bit of uh, you know believing in santa claus you know <laughs> all of the above uh you you know about your uh, your intellectual and your experience and your hard work that part most people kind of know uh but you the last you've got to have this sort of belief right and to be an entrepreneur to be that crazy to take that kind of risk, you know, millions and millions of dollars and lots of people. And we've almost doubled our workforce in that last um, two years or so. And to do that, that weighs on your shoulder. I have to be in our group, our leadership team is responsible for their livelihood. Mm -hmm. So it gives you sleepless nights, but you have to be a little crazy and say, why not us? And we can do it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, we've been lucky.
0: Talk a little bit about some of the the more practical aspects of what you do. If um, somebody's listening to this and they're um, thinking about starting a business or they are in a corporation and they are um, not interested in starting their own business, but they want to think entrepreneurially, what are some tips and, and tricks that you've learned over the years that will help them get to that next level?
1: Uh, so it's different for everybody and uh, you have to look at your circumstances. You, like you said, um, as you started working full time and doing something part- time. for many years in my career, i I coached and and kind of helped and advised small startups, you know, on the side, just from my own time. I'm like, why not? And then learned a few things from that. Uh, I got involved with these uh, investment angel investor groups, you know, and saw how these people had uh, done and and become entrepreneurs. That gives you a little bit of insight as to, is it for me, can I do it? Um, you can also either create your own or buy into something or, or take the plunge. It's very different from, uh, I, I always tell this funny story about pe- to people. When I worked at General Electric or Samsung, I'd never worried about where my salary came from. You know, there's GE Treasury and it's gonna pay the salary and it's always gonna be in the bank at the right time. When we bought the company last year, a week into it, the accountant came and said, "Oh, we don't have enough cash in the checking account to pay the the salaries." I'm like, "What? How does that happen? Isn't the treasury?" I'm like, "There's no treasury. It's you." <laughs> <laughs> so you have to transfer the money from the investor account to that. I mean, it's a simple thing, but you, the point is, you you gotta understand that in an entrepreneurship, you're responsible for everything. You're the cleaner the the, the cook, the, the the maker of the soda and, and then you're meeting the sea level and doing podcasts and trying to do everything and and there's no shame in everything and you have a great team yeah, that that matters and you gotta yeah drive hard, play hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: so you mentioned building a team and you talked a little bit about um, some some coaching. How important is coaching? Um, I had a young entrepreneur um, at, I met at a, at a networking event and I was just sharing with him. How pivotal coaching had been in my career, and how I wish that I had it years before. So, what's your take on, on coaching? Is how important is it, and
1: um, how do you know when what the right who the right coach is? Uh, LG, you told me that you personally have a coach. I've had coaches in my life. I've had trainings. Uh, we are trying to set up a, a coaching and training program in our team, in our company, as small as we might be but we're putting the top 10, 15 cross-functional supervisors and managers who are going to be future leaders of Sprecher, um, have coaches and and as formal training program. I think it's invaluable to have a coach or a mentor. However, you have to be open to who the coach might be. Uh, A lot of times I've come for uh, people, and especially if you look for larger companies, they say, I want, I want you to be my coach or I want, and it's a very self-serving, it's to a supervisor or a vice president or president just to get to the next level. And that's fine, but it's a little shallow. A good coach is who, who can look at you from a neutral standpoint, look at your positive, your, your good and your flaws and, and tell you how to put yourself in position where you can succeed and utilize your strength And then also, how do you work on your not-so-good parts and work on it? And he can give you or she can give you very clear, objective feedback, and you have to be willing to listen to him or her and make those changes. Those are hard. Those are very difficult conversations. I've had my mentors and coaches during my career. I still call on many of them. Sometimes in GE, another place we used to call them board of directors or personal set of coaches, uh, and, and they are your guides and uh, neutral parties who will tell you as it is. It's invaluable. Absolutely.
0: Adding value, seeking counsel. These are all things that people do when they become self-aware. What are some tips, tricks uh, on developing your self-awareness? I know for me, I don't like when people tell me I'm not awesome. <laughs> tell me I'm awesome. Tell me I'm great and that. I don't want you to tell me that I have flaws, even though I know I have them. I don't want to hear that.
1: How have you been able to deepen and develop that self-awareness? You know, I um, I, I got to start with this. If you ask my wife or ask some of my close friends or my mentors and coaches, they will say, oh, my God, <laughs> Sharad is a complete, you know, whatever. He is like, my wife's like, he's he, she will tell me all the time. And that's a good thing. The, the thing is that we all have opportunities for improvement and we all, uh, we're all naive to think that we have no flaws or we are very good or we're great. We could be good in, in many things, but then we have opportunities to improve in others, uh, you know, and you got to have that mindset of learning that I can learn from everyone. I can learn from you. I can learn from Tim. I can learn from, the point is, that's the first mindset of learning and curiosity, I think I got lucky. Maybe that's why I became an engineer. You've got to be curious and want to know why. Why am I like this? Why can I? So, and how do you improve that, call it a flaw or a negative or an opportunity for improvement? How do you build on it? A lot of times you, you cannot change and it's hard and the older you get, sometimes you can and that's okay. But then you know, don't put yourself in a position. I'm just making that. If you're not good in finance, don't put yourself as being the CFO and the finance head of the company get a good finance person. If you're not good at marketing, you got to complement your positives and negatives with other. And that is what leadership is all about. That is what self-awareness is all about. That's what entrepreneurship is. All of us entrepreneurs, I've seen them come with a, I would call it a humility that, hey, I, I, I can do better and there's, there's a better way of doing things. Now, there are different schools of thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Some people say
0: that you should spend time doing and getting better at the things that you're not good at some people say yeah don't worry about that focus on your strengths
1: what what school what school are you from so in my 25 30 years I uh, and my coaches and others uh, I've had coaches who helped me work on and myself to work on my strengths and build it better and do better I've had others who would be clearly pointing out the areas I have flaws or I can't, I don't do good in and I I should. Your strength sometimes is your weakness too. Be careful there. A good thing too much sometimes can, can. so it's when to uh, know what's enough. If your flaw or if your opportunity for improvement challenge becomes so much in your career or your that it's hurting you, uh, you've got to address it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just making it up. You're a person who's doesn't know how to market or something, but you have a marketing firm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, you know, or, or or you're in sales, but you cannot talk to people, or you don't want to talk to people. That is a that's a fatal flaw. So don't do that. But um, or you have a temper problem, or you don't know how to sp- whatever it might be. You've got to that should not be so big that it causes. Um, you to fail in your endeavor. But if you're building on a strength, you're a musician and you're a great musician and you like to play good music, go go play good music, man. That's good. That's good. Then somebody else uh, manage the business and, and putting it on iTunes and do all that stuff, right?
0: We're talking about self-awareness. We're talking about imperfection. And if you're anything like me, I've made a couple of mistakes. I've done some stupid things in my life and in my career. So I'm always curious with this next question. What is the stupidest thing you've done <laughs> What is the stupidest thing you've done? And this could be personal, could be business, um anything you're you're willing to share.
1: I you know, all of us in our careers there are lots of things you've stupid or uh call it failures or things that you learn from. You know, I was I have there's you know, in any large company or any where you have an appraisal process annually and I have kept some of them, and I go back to them, and the hardest ones uh, I, I keep, and I share it with my wife, and if, if not, she will share it with me, remember? So so one of my bosses earlier in, in my life said, you don't take direction well. Maybe I was meant to be a, an entrepreneur. So you've got to know uh, in, in that job. Luckily, uh, we tried to set an e-business, and and, and I went really driving hard, and going all the way. And, and the company we were trying to buy, uh, that went under. Our company could have lost a lot of money. Luckily, they didn't. They set up their e-business center of excellence. It all turned out to be a good, but at a young age, it was a very formative experience that uh, in your zeal and enthusiasm, sometimes you got to look at the other side, you know? And that, that's just one of them. There are, there are many others. Believe me, I don't want to admit to all of them on, on, on the podcast, but yes. Yes. How do you stay humble? This, uh, like I said, keep getting 360-degree feedbacks. Um, uh, I had it with our board and our employees, our senior leadership team, and it was hard. Uh, you know, when you're trying to grow that fast as a 36-, 37-year-old startup, Sprecher Brewing Company, and you're trying to grow like that, uh, you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to fall flat. It's okay to make mistakes. I, I really believe, LZ, if you're not making mistakes, you're not learning, you're not trying hard enough. But be, learn from it. Uh, fail fast, fail small, fail quick and get up, and, and then fight again, you know? Um, so feedback from all the people, an assembly, I, I come in the morning to work, I walk the plant, I walk the brewing, I walk the production facility, and I, and I ask them, you know, how are things going? What, what can we do better? And I always learn something, always learn something. You know, I would take an action, uh, I'm just saying, hey, increase production. Let's say I put that, uh, it has consequences, you know? Let's do a second shift like this. Unless I talk to those people, I don't get the feedback because when I get the information at a leadership level, it'll be processed three layers and it'll all come in a very nice package to me. And it would be like the game of telephone. It's very clean. And nice. <laughs> when you hear it from the horse's mouth, that sucks. That machine is bad. You bought it. You should never have bought it. Like, okay, <laughs> and that's it. So that's, that's how you keep, keep humble and learn. Now I make all the mistakes. So the, uh, keep humble that way too, yeah. What inspires you? I think this uh, the biggest inspiration is when our employee base increases and the local community benefits. And our two of our employees bought their first homes in their late 40s, with uh, older kids in high school and and going to college. They were renting all their lives. They had never bought. They didn't have enough uh, savings, and they didn't think like that. So we said, just talk to them and our attorney and our accountant and I, we talked to them as how we can help you. It wasn't much of a help, but they don't think like that, but we could make that opportunity for them. And there'll be many others. That is the most gratifying, the most gratifying. And when a consumer says, I love your, I get an email. I love your root beer. I love your beer. I love your soda. Some have yelled at me, do not change the recipe. I'm like, yes, sir, yes, Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I'll chime in there. Do not change the recipe. (laughs) I am
0: a a lifelong customer. And the thing I love um, about Sprecher particularly is the local component. Milwaukee has some of the most down-home, family-oriented, community-oriented brands uh, on the face of this planet. And I absolutely love that about uh, Sprecker and uh, brands like Sprecher. So um, thank you for the the, the bottles. <laughs> and I'm going to take it home and I will be enjoying them. If people want to learn more about you, about your brand, um, or they want to swing by for a tour, how, how can they do that? They're
1: always welcome. We're open almost every day. We're in Glendale and right uh, by downtown. We are SprecherBrewery.com. Uh, my my name is there, Sharad S. Chada, at SprecherBrewery.com. Call me, email me, text me, uh, give me feedback, come to our teams. There's a there's an email there too. And, and look, uh, we have brewery tours. We have, uh, it's for kids with sodas, older people. Soda with Santa is coming soon. Uh, so we'll do some cool stuff. We could have labels. We're coming out with our caffeinated sodas, non-caffeinated. Um, mixer lines. So we're trying to grow this, and we are coming out with new products and new distribution. And uh, we're very excited, and we want to be one of the uh, best, most tastiest. And we use natural Wisconsin honey. Most of it is locally sourced, and all made here by hand. So it's good stuff. And uh, we'd love to have you all, and tell all your listeners. We would. Uh, yeah. Thank you.
0: Wow. We may have to. We may have to set that up. Uh, funny story. So Santa. Hmm. In my house, uh, you mentioned Soda and Santa. Santa. He likes, um, you know, some people will put out cookies and milk. Mm -hmm. But Santa in my house loves Coca-Cola and cookies. (laughs) Now, I think we're going to change that. We're going to change it to Sprecher and cookies for Christmas. That's what Santa wants. Thank you, L.D. (laughs) In my house, it's always
1: been that way, so that's good.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. If you have any parting advice, words of wisdom for potential or future entrepreneurs, what would it be?
1: You know, all I'd say is, uh, having met a few entrepreneurs, uh, try to be one now, there is no common theme, you know, whether it's brain or money or where you came from. If I can do it, uh, it's a testament. My American dream came true. Anyone can. You know, I came with almost nothing as a a graduate student. What is important is your drive, your hard work and ambition. And there are people and coaches and mentors who will come on the way, on the journey, who will help you. And just try and you'll get there. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for your time.
0: If you got value from today's show, we want you to join the Enterprises Elite email list for more nuggets and resources. And remember, no excuses, just execution. Go get it.